All right, so here we are for episode number eight of the Gratitude and Grit podcast. So we got uh, Brian back, and um, yo yo, I want to talk a little bit about um, kind of the five common CrossFit mistakes or tendencies, and then what the fixes might be. And so I was thinking about this one. I'm kind of in a little bit of a funk right now with my snatch movement. Um, so again, I'm three years into CrossFit, been doing this for quite a while, um, but even you know, struggling with kind of the snatch movement right now. So I've been having, you know, Steven and Christine kind of help me out through classes and, you know, doing lighter weights, um, you know, just trying to work on that movement, uh, portion of that, as opposed to just, you know, going max effort in a workout. So well, it's like a club, the snatch is like the hardest movement. So everyone's in that same club yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So kind of got me thinking as far as a good topic, um, would be is to, you know, give somebody like you that coaches, uh, wide variety classes in here to kind of talk about some of those common mistakes. Um, I would say most of us know that we do these, but maybe it's a little bit on the subconscious level and we just keep repeating every day. Um, so kind of, you know, the goal of this is to try and help make everyone in our community a little bit better. Um, so we wanted to try and grab, you know, the five kind of the ones that everyone sees and just break them down, uh, talk about what they are and what the fix is to, again, hopefully, uh, make everyone a little bit stronger at these uh, movements. So with that, uh, we'll get it started. So number one, uh, feet position. So Brian, uh, what is the mistake with uh, feet position? Well, the big thing is we our feet, we get too wide or too narrow. Uh, also, where your toes are pointing. So the the mistakes are if it's too narrow, your feet are kind of on top of each other. Your feet are not even shoulder width they're they're closer than shoulder width you just don't have the the hips the hamstrings the quad drive that you would when you have your feet on a normal position which i would say a normal position is about shoulder width maybe slightly wider than that and that's about it too wide when you start looking like you're like a sumo wrestler that's when you're you know you're too wide you you ha- when you're setting up for a deadlift and your knees are already hitting the inside of your arms or your forearms, you're going to be a little too wide there. And and what it does is it takes away your power from your back, from your chest, from your legs, from your arms, because you're pushing your knees into your arms already. And it's making it like a struggle. You're pushing them out. And when in reality, you don't want any part of your body to be struggling before you even lift the, even start lifting the weight. Same thing with like your squat, your squat position. If you're too narrow, um, I, everyone's kind of done a narrow squat before where we put our feet together and you squat down, you know how hard that is. Well, that's the same thing. If you're just a little wider than that, it's, you're not engaging the proper muscles. Same thing with too wide. You can't get down into that full squat position where you're parallel or below parallel in that position, just having them at your, the feet position, shoulder width or a little wider than that is kind of the perfect position there. You're going to jump from that position. You're going to lunge from that position. And you've never seen a basketball player jump from two feet that are touching each other or two feet that are super wide. You just, they can't dunk. Right. Even the tallest guys will struggle to even jump and, and dunk like that. Also the feet position pointing outwards too far like a duck. If you're pointing out way like a duck, you're taking away that hamstring. You're taking away some of your quad. It's working the inside like groin area a lot more. If your feet are pointed forward too much, 
and you're doing like a back squat or a deadlift or a clean lift, anything where you're, where you're lifting the weight from the floor, if they're pointing forward, then you may be getting on your toes too much. It may, it, you're not getting that, that position. You want to stay on your heels. So when you do a push up, you don't push up off your fingers. You push up off the palms of your hands while well, your feet are just like your hands. You're not going to do, you're not going to stand up from your tippy toes. You're going to stand up from your heels. You drive right. out of your heels. Yep. And so your toes, you really want, you know, your right foot, you want it at the kind of the one o'clock position and then your left foot, you want to kind of at the 11 o'clock position, mm-hmm. kind of point it out a little bit. And it may differ with each individual because everyone's body's kind of different. So let's say you are just kind of wider. You may, your feet may stick out more. Your bone density and stuff has something to do with that. So if it feels more comfortable to have it more at what would that be like a two o'clock and 10 o'clock that might be, be good too. It's just when you start getting close to that nine and three o'clock is when you're way too far out. Yep. And then, um, so every bar that we use has a, an earling on it. Um, so maybe share a tip on how an athlete can, you know, put that up on their chest and kind of get a sense on where their hands are in relation to the knurling on the bar. And then also in your feet position. Yeah, so when you're setting up uh, like a clean or a deadlift from the ground or a snatch from the ground, the the best thing to do for me, I'm 5'6", so most people are around my height uh, female-wise and male-wise they're a little bit taller. So my shins are touching the inside, not the knurling, just the soft part. They're about three maybe inches, four inches away from the knurling. So that's my position. That feels good. I put my thumbs on the circ- the edge of the knurling to where it touches the soft part. I put my thumbs there and then I wrap my thumbs around the bar. So I'm about, my hands then get about two, three inches away from the soft part of the bar. So yep. now my forearm, smooth, smooth, smooth part, smooth part. <laughs> There's no soft part. There's no bar. soft part. <laughs> it's true. So when you're setting up for like a clean, that's where you're going to, your hands will kind of position themselves you also, now I'm not touching my forearms. My knees aren't touching my forearms, which is what I I don't want to have happen. Now my biceps will touch my legs a little bit, but that's because you're in a squatting position because you're either going to, you're lifting it off the ground. Uh, Back squat. I like to take guys or girls bar, whatever that the last, the last um, smooth spot where your hands kind of go, not in the middle of the bar, but there's always that one, that one small little smooth ring yeah smooth ring around it i like to put my pinkies on that when i'm squatting or i like to put them maybe a little closer and that that's perfect that'll keep you in a good position i also suicide grip the squat and what that means is i don't wrap my thumbs around the barbell i put my thumbs on the outside so my hands aren't wrapped around it someone a long long time ago said when you squat you have a tendency to when you're going all the way down and then pushing back up to pull the bar back into your back because of your thumbs. So it's kind of like the pull-up bar. You want to have your thumbs wrapped around it. I like it. Some people don't. But if you do a suicide grip on a back squat, you have a tendency, you're not going to push down. You're actually, you're a pull down. You're going to push up with your heel or with the heels of your palm. That's what you want because it tricks your body into going the weight is, is a little bit lighter. Okay. That's good, uh, good advice. And I definitely encourage everyone to, you know, next time you grab your barbell, try and get to the, in a sense of where your hands are at in relation to the knurling on the bar and your feet position and try and rinse, wash and repeat. And, and ask that. your coach yep. if you, if you think you're off a little bit, 
Ask your coach. Okay. So number two, um, we have uh, knees and depth. So what does that mean? So with your knees and the depth of it, we want your knees to track outward. So when you're squatting at any point, if you're in a snatch, clean and jerk, deadlift, uh, back squat, you want your knees to push out. So in a back squat, while you're going down, you don't want your knees to touch each other. You want your knees to be pushing out over your toes so or the side of your foot. So you really want to be, you want to have those, those knees tracking out so th- if your feet are at the 1 and 11 o'clock position, your knees should also stay in the 1 and 11 o'clock position as well while you're going straight down. Then when you're coming back up, we have a tendency to want to drive our knees in just because the weight gets heavy. So you also want to focus on pushing them back out into that position. So when you feel them tracking inwards, you really want to start pushing them outwards. And that all comes in your hips. So your hips are what kind of twist them in. And then you have to push your hips out so that your knees will track out as well. The depth part of it is just we want to go parallel or below parallel. Uh, Sometimes we get a little, uh, I guess, big headed where we're like, hey, I can I can squat the same weight that, you know, whoever it is over there is doing. But what we do is we squat it and we don't go all the way down to parallel and we take away part of our power. We take away good positioning and we take away our core. If you're doing like half squats or quarter squats, they're just, you're not getting the same benefit as a, as a full squat and you're not getting your glutes activated and everyone needs your glutes to stand up out of a chair. When you're getting up out of a chair, you know, when you're old, you really want to have strong legs. And that's what we're working on is getting that depth down there to have strong legs just for life stuff. What does that really mean to have your glutes activated? Like, what is that? I don't, cause I don't think people think of it that way or, you know, flexing their butt or doing anything like that. But, uh, we hear that a lot yeah. in, in CrossFit and when the coaches are always talking about activate your glutes, Uh, What does that kind of really mean? So think of it like this. If you do a one rep max back squat, you're not going to feel your, your butt's not going to be sore the next day. But I tell you to do a hundred back squats at a hundred pounds. Well, if you're not engaging your, your glutes that you will engage your glutes eventually because you're going to get fatigued. Engaging your glutes is just when you're squatting down and you're coming back up, you're pushing your knees out and you're tucking your butt in. So you're trying to, to push those knees out and it's all in the hips. So you're rotating your hips outwards, which then rotates your, your glute to, to flex. So if you start getting bad positioning and you're getting on your tippy toes, you're not engaging your glutes. You're just engaging like the, the quads and maybe the groin a little bit there. Yeah. So it's trying to sit back on it. it if you get out of a chair, if I told you to get out of a chair a hundred times, you're going to engage your glute every time just because it's a natural movement for us. But, and then you're going to be sore the next day. So we just don't do mass quantities of squats to feel it. We do engage them. We just sometimes forget when we're doing heavier weights. Yeah. And you know, that's one of my faults is definitely having the knees go in on the way up and I, mm-hmm. tight hips. You know, we all, a lot of us yep. have tight hips, tight hips. <laughs> we sit in a chair all day you know, that type of thing. So when we go down into that back squat or even in the front squat, so then what is our, our first cue to come out of that? Is it to flex the butt to come up or is it to push the knees out? The first cue, well, the biggest one is keep your chest up the whole time. Okay. Anything that you're doing, you want that, the chest um, up there out of the back squat. 
especially because what it does is if you if you rotate forward then you're going to be on your tippy toes again and then you lose the glutes and the hamstrings and stuff so it's keep the chest up and then drive out of your heels so it's drive from the ground you're driving while you're rotating your hips so when you get down into that parallel position keep your legs i kind of keep them flexed a little bit so even if i go below parallel they're engaged so that i can kind of not instead of bouncing out of it we've all seen people bounce out of a squat or a yep. clean you really want to keep them engaged flexed and then when you're standing up then get get them with your heels you know squat out of it with your heels okay yeah it's good information um number three as far as one of the common mistakes or tendencies uh, that we make and we wrote down a barbell path so what does that mean well, the barbell, so these would be more for the deadlift, clean and jerk, and the snatch positions. Um, what we want to try to do is keep the barbell, pretend like there's a line in the air from your shins all the way to over your head. There's just a straight line. That barbell never should deviate from that line. I know Catalyst uh, Athletics, they're a Ole program. And that's when I first saw it. I saw someone lifting improperly and the barbell was kind of swinging all over the place. And then I saw someone that they showed lifting properly and they drew a line. And you can see that the barbell doesn't even deviate from that straight line. So a deadlift, you're moving your body out of the way from the bar. So what that means is if you want to keep that bar on the same path, you're going to lift, you're going to lift with your hamstrings and move your knees out of the way, straighten your legs and then stand all the way up. And then when you go back down, you're doing the same thing. You're keeping your legs straight until your knees can then go back over the barbell in a straight path. Same thing with your clean, same thing with your snatch. When you're standing it up and even when you get it into the clean position, if we're jumping forward on our cleaner, on our snatch, the barbell is going forward. And if we're jumping backwards, the barbell is going backwards. So we want to try keeping it on that straight line path, the the path that's a neutral path. Yeah. And again, I think a lot of us have this issue, and I know I do too, and that's why I mentioned at the top of the podcast about working with Stephen and Christine on my snatch, and that's what I'm doing, is when I hit my hamstrings or I hit my quads, um, I'm then sending the bar forward. And yeah. I would say that's the common mistake that most the of us second make. Second pull is, on, on those, the yeah. clean and jerk and your snatch. It's Then what I mean by the second pull is past anything past the knees because we're trying to meet the hips or you're trying to meet the top of the quads. And what's going on is your your body is leaning too far forward. If you're If you're going forward with it, then your chest is leaning over that bar too far instead of keeping your shoulders pinched backwards. So that's the other thing when you're doing the barbell path, your shoulders are staying pinched. Same thing with your deadlift. You want to keep those shoulder blades pinched together, that chest nice and forward and up, and you want to keep your head neutral. You don't want to look down at the ground. You don't want to look up at the sky. You want to keep it looking wherever it feels neutral. Your eyes can move all over the place, but don't move your head around. Yeah. Okay. I think the other thing there is, is Christine gave me a tip is, you know, when you kind of pull up, your elbows kind of have to go back. Right? Yes. Yeah. And that keeps so, it on that, that same path, that same straight line path, because yeah. we all have a tendency to go to want to lean forward. So right. yeah. So in order to keep that bar path straight, you're not going to then have your elbows above the 
barbell, you got to kind of pull back mm -hmm. in order to keep it straight going up. And I think that's the other kind of mistake that a lot of us make is we yeah. don't not necessarily pull back. Again, it would be the same thing as kind of opening up your shoulders or pulling your shoulder blades together. Yes. Yeah. When I see it, I, t I try to tell people elbow the person behind you. Yeah. Because it's keeping, it's, it's pushing your elbows backwards instead of, because you don't want to elbow the ceiling. You want to elbow your neighbor behind right. you. Yeah. That's a very good... <laughs> That's what I was trying to articulate. Don't elbow the ceiling, elbow the person behind you. Yes. So that's a good one. Okay. Um, number four is uh, use of the core. Um, also, we wrote down flexing. So basically having a, a tight abdomen uh, when you kind of lift. So what do you think about that? Yeah. So if you're a person who uses a belt, you've probably felt it before where you're going down in your squat or you're, you're coming up with your deadlift and you're engaging that belt feels super tight and you can't put, no one can put another finger in between there, uh, in between your belt and you. Well, if you're not using a belt, which I would definitely recommend up until 75, 80% is when you should start kind of putting the belt on, uh, for reps and everything like that, or even just a one rep. But if you're not using the belt, then you're wanting to engage your core when you start the lift. So a back squat, when you start to, when you unlock those knees to go down and push that butt back, you want to engage, you want to flex your abs all the way down at the bottom, and then you want to breathe out and then lift your chest up. While you're breathing out, you're still flexing and engaging that core on the way back up. The reason we do this is because your abs stretch from the front of your body and they also extend to your back. They, they connect the back muscles. And so what it does is when you have a tight core, you have a tight back. And it's your lower back and kind of your mid back. Maybe not your upper back, but definitely the, the mid to lower back is where we have to stay tight in your deadlift, your clean and jerks, your snatches, and your back squat. Even presses. Pre definitely presses. I, we've all been there when you're doing a strict press. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. Why is this so hard? Well, you need to flex your abs. And you're like, oh, okay. And then the next one you flex and you're like, okay, that was a little bit easier. I can't breathe, but it was a little bit easier. And is there a difference between flexing your abs? So when I think of flexing my abs, I'm like bracing to get punched in the stomach as opposed to like filling your abs with air. Yeah. Right? You're, so is there a difference between those two in your mind? You want to fill your, whichever movement you're, so let's do use a back squat. I'm filling my entire lungs with air, but I'm not flexing like I'm getting ready to get punched in the stomach because I have all the air in my body now. Right. So when someone's going to punch you in the stomach, you're not going to take a deep breath. You're going to let all the air out and you're going to, you're going to blow it out and you're going to flex your core that way. Well, this is the exact opposite. You're taking, you're taking a gigantic breath in, you're inhaling all of that air and it's, you're already flexed enough as it is. Now you just need to kind of engage your obliques. You need to feel that the obliques kind of uh, getting flexed or the lower abs as well. So you, yes, you will flex it kind of like you're getting punched, but it's with all the air. Yeah. And I just made that mistake here recently. Um, we talked, we had the episode, we talked about the belts on CrossFit gear. Um, and I would kind of always just activate my abs. Like I'm getting punched to try and I'm going to say loosely push against the belt as opposed to really breathing in and like yeah. really filling that up to then push that against the belt. Exactly. So yeah. Because kind of fakely, yeah. <laughs> you know, flexing my abs or, you know, yeah, because you want that, that belt. Position. Yeah. And when you are wearing the belt, you're still flexing your abs because you're, you're putting it on tight 
And then you're taking that deep breath and then still flexing against it and pushing against it. So when you get to your 80, 90%, you're able to lift more. So if you lift weight without a belt at 80% and then you, then you wait a minute or two and then you lift it with a belt, it'll probably go up quicker only because the belt helps, but you're also, you have, you're, you're working on your core the whole time. Um, as well, I know when we did our strict presses the other day, I tried my weight. Uh, I missed it without the belt. And I said, you know what? I'm going to try a belt real quick. And I, you just you keep the same posture. You keep the same breathing in. You keep the same flexing. The belt just helps a little bit as well, holding in maybe a little extra. It'll help you with a little bit extra weight. It's not going to be like a 15-pound anything like that. But, you know, five pounds, you can probably push up a little bit more. So is there a certain weight? that uh, really tells you to engage your, your core? So is that like an 80, 90% or if you're doing just no, you know, I mean, a, begin- a simple clean and jerk, is that you mentally going, you know, to breathe in there a little bit? To- My, I would say 30, 40%. So when I have weight on the bar, I'm flexing. I'm always trying to work on that. I'm, I'm working on keeping my core engaged the whole time. Um, when I just have the barbell, it's kind of harder, kind of feels goofy yeah. to, to do it. And it's okay. You, you don't necessarily, it's so light when it's a barbell sometimes, you, you know, we've all been there where we're like deadlifting and we're like, okay, do five deadlifts with the barbell. And you're like, okay. And you're trying to, you know, just right. get the movement down. But once you throw the weight on there, that's when I would say start working on engaging your core the whole time. What I, the reason I'm asking that question is I find it really tricky then to do a workout. So say I'm going to do, you know, 10 deadlifts in a row and I, you're going to do a single, I'm going to do singles. I'm going to do 10, 10 deadlift singles in a row. Well, I find it hard to drop the bar and then I go, you know, and then catch my breath yeah. and then breathe in. Like a workout. So I, get, I feel like I get really um, exhausted really quickly. Yeah. But yeah. Because you're breathing in too much. I mean, when you're in, when you're in a workout with lighter weight, you're not going to, you don't have to take the deepest breath possible when you're at a heavy weight. And you're only doing, you know, when you're doing your five by five or if we're doing what we just did recently, a three by three mm-hmm. type stuff, you're going to engage it there. In a workout, you're going to engage your abs still, but you're not going to take in as deep of a breath. You're already inhaling a lot anyways. You just want, you, you're really engaging to lifting the weight. So a deadlift, yeah, you're just engaging. I'm lifting it or once I get it past my knees, then maybe I'm breathing and then dropping it and then breathing and then dropping it gotcha. type, type thing. Yeah. Okay. So then the uh, last common CrossFit mistake uh, we wrote down was a chest position. Yes, your chest position. I know I've kind of talked about it a little bit in some of these movements because it's what helps you engage your abs, also keeps you your feet in the proper position, um, helps you with your barbell path. But your chest position, and the reason why I preach it a lot is because that weight goes forward. We get on our toes, and, and it's something that everyone does. I think when we're babies, we know how to lift things. We keep our chest up. You always see them. Everyone shows pictures. You know, you've all seen that picture where the baby's squatting or something like, look at this baby. Well, we kind of get out of that because when we get older, we're just, we're doing different activities and stuff. Maybe we get a little um, stronger on our front side, on our quads and hamstrings instead of our backside. So this is what we're trying to do is teach ourselves to stay back. And so your chest, when you're setting up in anything like a back squat, that weight is kind of on you. You want to roll your shoulders back um, on your, it's going to be on your shoulders, but you want to roll your shoulders back 
you want to pinch your shoulder blades together and you want to be looking straight at the wall or have your eyes kind of looking up a little bit. So when you go down and you come back up, you're, you're pushing backwards, you're pushing your chest. So if you're facing the wall, if you're looking at the wall, you're pushing your chest away from the wall to keep it up. And mm -hmm. that puts the weight on the strongest part of your body, which is your hamstrings when you're back squatting. Same thing with your deadlifts. You want your hamstrings engaged. So you want when you're when you're getting set up to pull that weight and you have your hands on the bar and you take that deep breath, you're going to keep your head neutral, but you're going to push your chest backwards. Like you're pushing it towards the person behind you and then you're standing up with the weight. So the weight is scraping against your shins a little bit. And we've all been there where it kind of hurts our shins. That's perfect because it's our hamstrings that we're engaging. So sometimes we forget that our hamstrings are where we want the weight, where we want to stand up out of a squatting position if you've ever fallen off the out of the ground or if you're in a squatting position, getting out of a chair, you're not getting out with your tippy toes. Like I said earlier, you're getting out with your heels mm -hmm. and your chest up gets you on your heels. Gotcha. And then you mentioned back squat because I, again, I make this mistake pretty commonly where, you know, you go down, you have 225 pounds on you or something mm -hmm. like that. So your first instinct is then fast hips or you raise your hips first. Yep which then sends your chest forward. Yep. And it's kind of that mistake because you want to get the weight yeah. up as quickly as it's possible. It's the opposite. It's the, you, you, you have to think of it this way. You're like, oh, I got to get that weight up. I got to, I yeah. got to lift with my legs. Well, think of it when you get down and then lift with your chest and then your legs will come right up with it. So keep your chest straight, keep it up in that position and your legs will be able to lift it easier. We've all been there where we've done one weight and gone, man, that was freaking heavy. And then the next time we do like the heavier weight, and it, wow, that was easy. Well, it was because of your chest. That first time it was pushing you forward or it was pulling you forward and you're clean or snatches. And then that second one that you did and you're like, wow, what, what did I do differently? If you think about it, I lifted it with the, my hamstrings. I lifted it with the back. So when we do a, like a back squat or even a front squat, do you use your elbows as a cue? Uh, too. So a lot of times we'll say, you know, elbows forward or yep. chest up, elbows forward or something like that. Or people, yep. when they do a back squat, they'll, you know, should you have your elbows pointing at the ground or um, have them try and try and rotate those forward as much as possible to but, try and yeah. get your chest up? Yeah. Like a back squat, your elbows kind of are pointing backwards at first. And then when you go to lift the weight up to keep your chest up, the elbows rotate forward. So kind of like turning it. They're turning it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that barbell will, you'll, you'll feel your hands want to kind of push your elbows towards that. If you're facing a wall, you'll feel your elbows pointing towards the wall Right. when you're doing a back squat. Same thing with a front squat you're, you want, or a, a clean, you'll want your elbows to point up towards the ceiling. Yeah, and it, it'll choke you a little bit and your elbows will drop because the heavier the weight gets, the harder it is to keep that, that nice position. So it's okay, but you just want to remember when you're getting, when you're standing back up to push those elbows towards the ceiling. And a good drill for this to keep your chest up is using a wall. I've shown a lot of people that you just stand in front of a wall, put your hands out, um, put your hands up like you're getting arrested <laughs> and then you you squat down yep. and then uh, you kind of, you can use the wall with your hands, but the point is trying not to touch the wall. So you, you squat down 
and then you come back up out of that position. Well, if you go forward, you're going to have to use your hands to push off the wall. Right. And so if you do like 10 of those a day, it'll start teaching you that, okay, stay back, stay back. And then you get closer and closer and closer until your feet, some people will never be able to put their feet on the wall, but you can get it close enough to where your toes are touching the wall, going down in a squat and then coming back up without ever having, without ever having any, any help with the wall. Yeah. But again, don't you think that's because most people's tendency is to lift the weight with their hips, right? And so then yes. you're trying to stand up with your hips as opposed to standing up with your chest or your arms. Yes. And, and again, it, that drill will teach you not yeah. to do that because when you touch the wall with your hands, that means you're, you're pushing yeah. into it. And yeah. so it's going to teach you, and you can have a broomstick in your hand as well with that. Okay. Well, that's the five common CrossFit mistakes or tendencies and then the fixes by Coach Brian. So if anybody has um, some of those that they'd like us to talk about or some new ones um, that you want us to take a little bit deeper dive into it, uh, please email us at podcast at kcicrossfit.com. And stay tuned for next podcast for next week. Thanks. Thanks.